Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Married AF Podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Matt Powers, and my beautiful wife, as she's laughing at me. How hard was it for you to not say, well, we're back. It was very difficult not to say that. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I know, you should. I told you I'm not going to say it this time, <laughs> but I wanted to say it this time because it's been a while. <laughs> Isn't it always a while? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, well, you know. We, kind of, we need to be home to be able to record podcasts. I know, I know. And that's actually kind of where the inspiration behind <laughs> this podcast show, whatever you want to call it, kind of comes from, wouldn't you say? Pretty much, yeah. Because we've been, we've been busy. Go, 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 go. We've go, been go, crazy. Go. We've been running all over the place. <laughs> I don't like running. No. <laughs> The Bible tells us only the wicked, only the wicked wicked run run when no one is chasing them. That's why I don't like running at the gym. There's nobody chasing you on that car. uh, (laughs) Reality is, if you see me running, (laughs) you better run too because something is chasing me. (laughs) I'm not gonna run on purpose. That's that's for sure. (laughs) But we are uh, we're here, episode 17. It has been a while since we have recorded anything because we have been running. We have been going. Wide open, crazy, uh, especially in the month of July where we had vacation and Fourth of July and Kids Fest at church. And we also had two children's, two children's, two kids' birthdays. Birthdays. We had a a wedding in Dallas. My brother Mm, got married. So much fun. It was so much fun. Um, But we're home. We're finally home. Well, I'm home for a few days. Few days, and then you're (laughs) back out of town for for a few days. No, I'm not out of town. You're out of the country. I'm out of the country. You're out of the country for a few days. You're heading to Mexico this week, which will be great. Yes. It'll be fun. It's been a long time. Yes. I'm finally getting to go back because of surgery. And then, you know, that one year that nobody shall name. (laughs) Yes. The one year that goes nameless. That we'll never speak of ever again. The one we don't say their name. Exactly. Um, But this one is, I am so excited. I'm going to tear up thinking about it but we're gonna we're um going it's just for a couple days but it's for um hunger house ministries um this is part of our church yes hunger house uh, ministries which is very near and dear to our hearts Uh the um the two people that felt the calling on their lives that they needed to go to juarez mexico Lindsay and ethan efferson they're very good friends of ours and uh they started hunger house and we've been going on mission trips there to juarez every year i've been going since 2016 and it's it's life-changing i would love to talk to anyone who wants to go more about it on a like one-on-one conversation so if you want any information on that please feel free to send me messages or emails or whatever but um, we've gotten to, we stay at the orphanages there. We see all the kids and get to know them. And this trip is special because now all of the children that have said yes, at least in the past year are getting baptized. Yes. <laughs> we get to see these babies get baptized I, and I get to witness this with my own eyes. So this is I'm excited. It's going to be an amazing trip. Uh, it, it's just incredible what they're doing uh, in Juarez. Uh, don't don't Google Juarez, Mexico before you go <laughs> because it is terrifying. You uh, were told not to. And I, and I did anyways. Did. And I'm like, you are not going there. 
Uh, this was and has been, and I don't think it may be currently, but is always in the top 10 of the most dangerous places in the world mm-hmm. uh, because of the drug cartel. So it's not a, a great place on the surface, but deep down there's a lot of really good things that oh, go on there. Goodness, yeah, and what Ethan incredible. and Lindsay are doing there is incredible. And, and the reality is that without them uh, doing what they do every single day, there would be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of children without families without a place to live without food without clothes uh most of them would end up being for sure dead on the streets if it weren't for them or sold or sold into slavery and they Um, also get jesus exactly because they wouldn't get that anywhere else yeah i mean if they're not getting food nobody's gonna give them jesus either no no they're getting all the things of this world that they need to be able to survive but they're getting something much more uh important that's out of this world that that you know eternity's on the line for them which is just Amazing. So exciting. So it's going to be a great trip this week, which I guess that kind of continues us uh, busy, busy, running, running. On top Um, of our kids start school this week. Kids start school. Meet the teacher. Ain't nobody got time for that. No, and that's Which actually title of kind it. of of what the <laughs> titled everything. And this this idea came from um, a message that I gave at church two weeks ago um, that I called "I Don't Have Time for That," and it really came from this idea that man, we are busy, and we are running, yeah. and we are rushed, and we're anxious, and overall we're just tired. And the reality is, the last couple of months. I know for myself and really for our family, we've we've been running this race that's a race that can't be won. Yes. So I uh, we had this uh, this event I'll say happen in our personal lives uh, with our business that is our you know what we do every single day, and it was a great opportunity that I thought was. Hey, this is perfect. This is exactly what we want. This is exactly what we need. We are set up for it. Everything's going to be perfect. God, you are lining this up just the way I want it to. And it worked extremely hard to make everything happen the way that we wanted it to happen. I spent a ton of time, a ton of man hours trying to get it going and get it underway and thought we had a great plan, a great idea. Um, and everything we needed to be able to do it. And, you know, we were even told, Hey, your plan's the best. Your presentation's the best. But it's just not in the cards for you at this time. Um, and a boy was I frustrated and angry and mad. And about two days after that, God really kind of threw it in my face and said, hey, this wasn't for you. And this is why. Mm-hmm. So it came from this idea of, man, we're so busy and we're so rushed and it affects our lives it affects our families our careers our health our marriages our relationship it affects everything because we're constantly in a rush yeah well if that if that opportunity would have prevailed the podcast probably would have never continued no this would this wouldn't have happened because um, we were we would have been I mean, we can say it is we would have been in Boston. Yes, of course, of all places, yeah. Boston, one of my favorite places on the planet because I love Boston and I love my yeah. Red Sox and so, everything. But we're so um, but anyway, looking looking back at it now, and it's been right now. It's been a few weeks since that decision's been made. Uh, no, we would not be here right now. We wouldn't be kind of doing what we're doing. You wouldn't be going to Mexico at the nope. moment. We would be um, in, in Boston. We would we would currently be there trying to work and get all this thing this stuff underway, but. Looking back, it was a blessing in disguise. It really is. It still kind of hurts to say that. Oh, it still stings a little (laughs) bit. Um, Still doesn't make me happy. But 
But if that was, yeah, yeah, it's a, this, it's still, still fresh wound. So So. just a couple (laughs) days after I was, I was reading a devotional. It was a story in Mark chapter five and it's a very well-known story, but the parts that I was taking out of it kind of gets overlooked in the story. And just briefly, the way that the story goes is there's this religious leader. He's the leader of a synagogue. His name is Jairus. And he comes to Jesus and says, hey, Jesus, 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 my daughter is dying. Please come save her. Please heal her so she can live. And Jesus, of course, being who he was, says, well, yeah, of course I'll do that. So they start to go to Jairus's house to do that. But this part of the story that is so well known is on their journey to Jairus's house to heal his daughter, they run across the woman known as the woman with the issue of blood who had a, a disease where for 12 years she was constantly bleeding, meaning for 12 years she was constantly that time of the month for her. So, uh, poor thing. I mean, think about that. 12 years it. constantly. She deserved that touch. She deserved a little healing, <laughs> didn't she? So she was dealing with that for 12 years and no doctor, no one could heal her. No one knew what was going on. And she thought to herself, man, if I can just get close enough to Jesus to touch his robe, I'll be healed. And the way the story goes, sure enough, she does. To have that kind of faith of knowing that you can just touch the hem of his garment, you know, like his robe or that, pants or something. That's, just that's to touch all it. And that's ultimately when you read that story, it is the it's an unbelievable sign of faith of how much faith she had that Mm -hmm. yeah all I have to do is get close to Jesus and I will be healed. And that's an amazing part of the story. It really is. But something was kind of overlooked. But what I focused on this time was Jairus. And and poor Jairus, his daughter died, and Jesus is just kind of moseying along to do his thing and heals this woman and is talking to this woman. Meanwhile, you got to think Jairus is jumping up and down like, what what the heck, man? What's your problem? Why are you stopped right now healing these people? I came to you first. You know, why are you taking so much so long? And and as Jesus has, has healed this woman and talking to her, some people who work for Jairus come up to him and say, Hey, Jairus, sorry, your daughter's dead. Too late. There's no use in bothering Jesus about this now. And of course, you, th- you got to think Jairus is obviously devastated, but he's also thinking, he's ticked off. This clown, <laughs> I asked him to come heal my daughter. He says, sure. And he's going to stop in the middle of the road and heal this person and talk mm-hmm. to the. What is wrong with this guy? And Jesus overhears this going on. He's like, no, 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 your daughter's not dead. Just have faith. And they get to Jairus's house and there's people there and they're crying and they're upset and they're sad. And Jesus is like, what's y'all's problem? <laughs> like she's only asleep and everyone, they laugh at Jesus saying, oh, well this, you don't know. She's dead. Duh. She's like dead, dead. Oh, that's why we're crying. And so he kicks everyone out of the house, takes three of his disciples and the, the girl's parents, Jairus and his wife up to the room where she was. And sure enough, he says, little girl, get up. And she gets up and she's healed. And it's, it's another great sign of faith. Throughout that, that story in Mark chapter 5, you have two incredible stories of faith. But how I took it was if Jesus had rushed to Jairus' house, like I think he should have, and you think <laughs> he should have, Jairus thought he should have, and probably anyone listening thinks this, yeah, no, he should have yeah. run. Why like, did, why did he like Je- Jesus should have just, you know, snapped his fingers and teleported over to Jairus's house real quick <laughs> to handle it because it's Jesus. He can do whatever he wants to do. You know, jump in the jump in the disciples' 
company helicopter <laughs> and go on over to Jarvis's to take care of this. But had he done that, he would have never been able to heal the woman with the issue of blood. Mm -hmm. If he had rushed to Jairus's, he would have missed that miracle. And boy, did that ever punch me in the face because we had been running for the last three months. Running. We are very impatient people. Yeah. It's, extremely. It's, it's hard not to be impatient now. Yeah, I think that's really where, where culture is. Yeah, I don't think that it's a busy situation. I feel like we are so impatient that we are constantly going to the next thing. Mm -hmm. What's next? What's next? What's next? We're, is, we're constantly chasing happiness, what will make us happy. And happiness is fleeting. And happiness is never going to get you what you really, truly need, which is joy. Right. You're, you're exactly right. And we're constantly chasing after it. And once we get to that point where we think we've achieved it, well, we realize that wasn't good enough and we've got to run to achieve the next thing. So running essentially equals, I'm air quoting, busy, because that's how we always, we're constantly busy, busy, busy. How are you doing? Oh, my God, we're so busy. I'm, when you ask I anyone, get so sick of hearing that. When you ask anyone how they're doing, you're going to get two answers. Busy. And tired. I'm tired of hearing I'm so those tired. busy God, I'm so tired. Just so so busy. Like, <laughs> just no, you're not. You're not. You're not that busy. You have options. You have the choice to make yourself busy or not. I, I want to read these stats that you found. This is yes, this was a this was an amazing study. Read these stats off because this, this just is shows from you 2019. It shows you how busy we are and how in a rush we are just with our everyday lives are the menial tasks that we go through. So this is from 2019. So it's 2022 or is August of 2022. So you know that this has probably gotten worse. Yeah. So if you're like listening to this in the year 2050, um, you'll have read in the, in the history books, are. <laughs> you'll have read in the history books about this thing called COVID, which only made things worse for people. And they became more impatient oh, and more hateful and more irritated. Uh, so I believe that what the stats you're about to read have only exponentially gotten worse and since just, 2019 in just two years. Yeah. So the, these are average wait times. Um, the, these were the average amount of time the, the, it was a poll that asked questions to, I think it was 5,000 people of at what point Americans, Americans, make sure that's Americans. At, at what point do you begin to get frustrated and lose your coal in various situations? And these were some of the answers. Okay. So, um, waiting for a web page to load was six seconds. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I, I feel that sometimes. I do. Uh, waiting at a traffic light, twenty-five seconds. Yes. Are you kidding? That's a whole. That's enough time for two cars to go through. No, about. <laughs> it just depends <laughs> on who's driving. No wonder there's so much traffic. Exactly. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, waiting in line. These yeah. people should never, ever, ever go to Universal, Disney, Six Flags, any amusement park that has any kind of waiting. They shouldn't involved. go to a ball game, a oh, movie. Man. They shouldn't go anywhere. Ever. Yeah. What was the time? 30 seconds. 30 seconds. People lose their cool after 30 seconds of waiting in line. Okay. So a couple a couple weeks ago, we were in Orlando at Universal Studios. Yes. You and Cash waited how long for Hagrid's? An hour and 35 minutes. Uh-huh. In the hot heat. And In it the was, middle of July. It was worth every <laughs> exactly. second. But apparently these 5,000 Americans think that that's 
ridiculous. Well, yeah. Because they could not wait for 30 seconds. No, 30 seconds. So <laughs> what, what are some of the other ones? All right. Here's um, 69% of Americans will, <laughs> will knowingly consume hot food or drinks that will burn their mouth. Everyone has done this at some point in time. I have, but not on purpose. Oh, I, I, I have. I hate hot on food. Purpose. I hate like hot when drinks. you're when you're starving, and the pizza comes out of the oven. No. And you know that the cheese and the pepperoni <laughs> is like two thousand degrees, and it's gonna burn the roof of your mouth, and it's gonna be stuck up there for like a week. <laughs> you have skin peeled off. Yes, you're, you're, yes, absolutely. <laughs> you're still gonna eat that pizza because man, I cannot wait oh, two minutes for that thing mouth. to cool off. Because <laughs> you haven't waited the entire time for it, so you know we know this one all too well. Because of our business. Because those stats show up, right? Yes, they do. 50% of Americans, this is half, half of our country, will hang up a phone after 30 seconds of waiting. Like, if I put you on hold, you're going to hang up. After 30 seconds, I can't, I just can't do it anymore. So you're going to hang up and call back Mm -hmm. and get put on hold again. (laughs) Yes. And and this last one. Um, I really feel this since we were just at the airport this this past week, uh, flying to <laughs> Dallas and then back home. I feel this one to the core. <laughs> Less than one second can go by to bypass a slow walker. Everyone knows exactly <laughs> what that's like, especially at the airport. Like when there's a group, when there's a family who's trying to figure out. Okay, what gate are we going to? Maybe they don't they travel or fly very middle. often. And they're just kind of slowly going on. They're looking on their phone or they're looking at the screens. And you have nowhere to pass. It may be one of the most frustrating <laughs> things in the world. So yeah. you find every opportunity to try and weave in and out of them to be able to get to, to the destination and get where you want to go. Mine is when they have them at airports, too. The people movers that they're walking. Oh, and they just stand on them? Yes. Yeah, like, so, walk, walk on that sucker. You'll get there faster. Yes. Yeah, so Universal has those. Yeah. And... I wish there were just signs. Kind of like it's a known thing. The left side of the interstate, you use that side for the passing side. You go fast. Slow traffic, keep right. Slow traffic, keep right. (laughs) So you slow people who are just standing there. And I know that it's a thing because we've been at the parks all day and our feet are just, oh my God, we're tired of walking. We just want to stand still for a second. That's fine. Get on but the right do side. it on the right side, people. So it just shows you <laughs> how impatient we are with this and this idea. <laughs> I ain't got time for this right now. I need to get where I'm going because I need to get the next thing and I need to achieve the next thing. I need to go towards <laughs> the next thing. So as I was working through this message and and gave it, and you're the you're the one who thought it would be a good idea. We need to talk about this on the podcast because I didn't really understand. I was like, yeah, I, you I don't were like, think so. How does that relate? To relationships. I said, I thought we were talking about anything and everything powers. Nothing's off the table. Well, but then I said, holy crap, this is what needs to be put into a relationship. Yeah, it does. Stop running. Stop hurrying up to get married. And, and, and that's where the idea was. If Jesus walked everywhere he went and we model our lives after him, why in the heck are we running everywhere we go? Because, <laughs> and I realized that now finally, over the last couple of months being running towards this new opportunity in Boston that, that ended up not happening. I'm missing so much of the stuff mm-hmm. and just completely missing out on it. Isn't that insane to 
this would have never crossed your mind if it actually went through. No, no, would I would still I would, be running. I would still be running um, and running on empty. Yeah. Because I think that's what happens is, is when you're constantly running towards the next thing, whether it be the promotion or the job or the degree or the relationship or the, you know, the side hustle or the side <laughs> chick. <laughs> right. Whatever it may be. You got your next dude lined up that you're dating because, you know, this one's not going to work out. Yes, exactly. That's just mind blowing to me. The D.O.D. <laughs> dude on. Dude on deck. <laughs> dude, the D.O.D., the Did dude you? on the deck. The dude <laughs> is ready to go. Did you seriously just make that up? Um, no, I've had. I've what? had that's I've, a thing? That's a thing. The D.O.D., the dude oh. on deck. Can you tell that I don't have any single friends? <laughs> it's not a bad thing. I mean, I have single friends, but oh. it's not like we talk about. Well, they're not constantly lining up for that, ne <laughs> that next dude. I mean, some of them don't even have a dude, so I don't. That's a thing. Some okay. have multiple dudes, you Hold know. <laughs> it's just kind of where you go sometimes. I mean. So, um, and that's what happens when you're constantly running because you're searching for that next, next one that's next supposed thing. to be. Uh, right and supposed to be correct. So, so let's give them some options to walk. Why walking is better than running. Why walking is better than running. Well, what I realized is if you if you walk instead of run, one, you're able to see everything that's out there. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the concept of where I see it you're, is you're not missing the miracles that God has placed in your life all along the way. Yeah. Uh, the Bible says walk by faith. Doesn't say run. No. Walk by faith, not by sight. sight. But that's what you're doing. Sight. It does. Well, see, in the way the way I figure it out and the way I, I get that is no, yes, you walk by faith, not by sight. And you're saying, well, if you walk, you're gonna see. Yes, you if you walk by faith and you walk, you'll be able to see everything that's there. I'm so glad you put that in perspective. But if you only walk by sight, because of our broken human nature, worldly you're going to see it. You're going to see the worldly things, but you're going to see it the way you want to see it. And then you're going to start running towards it because we're conditioned and we, we have this mentality of, I have to be the first one to get there because if I'm not the first one there, I saw it first. I need to be there fastest. I need to be there early. If I don't get there first, someone else is going to get it, and I'm not going to be able to have Early it. Early bird gets the worm. Exactly. Not true. No, because when it comes to our faith and it comes to this you know, life on purpose with Jesus, um, it's for everybody. I mean, it is all inclusive for everybody, no matter what you look like, who you are, what your relationship status is, what your history is, what mistakes you've made. It's for everyone. So if you just walk by faith, you know it's there. It doesn't matter if you're the first one there or the last one there. All that matters is that you get there. You can't have that if you're not first or last mentality. No, you cannot Ricky be Ricky Bobby. Bobby. Had it completely wrong. No. <laughs> no, Ricky Bobby. Sorry, I didn't mean wrong. to throw you off there. <laughs> you did a little bit. I've been waiting to use that at the right moment. <laughs> well, in the in the way that I interpreted that walk by faith, not by sight, is when when we looked at our relationship and you and I, if we walked that out just by sight, because we had run in our relationship a very, very long time. Yeah. Like, like college. Yes. From college on early, you know, early twenties, mm -hmm. we were running 
everywhere. And we were searching for the next best thing, usually without the other one. Mm -hmm. Because we were selfish, selfish and we were entitled. We were, I'm going to get mine and then you can get yours. Yes. Kind of situation. Yeah. Or I'm going to get mine and I really don't care about you. Which is, oh, it was ugly. It was na it was nasty. There's um, no possible way looking, see, like, here's your sight. Looking back on that, 0% chance that we would have especially been where and who we are today. Oh, there, there's no way in the world. I, and, and had and anyone who saw us. They just knew. Knew like, yeah, well, this is destined to fail. This is this is horrible. They treat each other terribly. And then we got married. And then we like, got married. Oh, like, God. Well, this is this is gonna end it's in a terrible. divorce. But because Why? luckily, because there Do was it. just a little bit of faith there, we are to the point where we are today. And all that's, you need is a mustard seed. That's right, mustard seed Apparently of faith. That's all we had. Uh, and that's all you need. Like the smallest of the mustard seeds. Of faith. I, yeah. But that's that's all we had, and you're right. That's all we needed. It was the runt mustard seed of the bunch. It was. And, but we, we made it. We, we made it <laughs> to the point where we are now, to the point where now we get to talk about marriage and relationships and get to do all these things about it. And the reason why we're so passionate about it is because we've, we've we experienced know. it all. People, it, I feel like, yes, we, we have told our story to a, to a small group before and it was the hardest one for me to get through mm -hmm. i've always heard you know live life on purpose that's our church slogan yes. which is and it's not just a catchy phenomenal. saying or it's slogan not. it is because so we've learned i mean we found out we mentally thought about this yesterday we've been at cultivate church for 10, 10 years this month 10 this years. month 10 years now, not involved for 10 years, but we started showing <laughs> no, up 10 years no, no, ago. No, no. We started, yeah, I was in and out. I yeah. did not, yes, I'm going to say it, Daniel Doss, I did not want to talk to you. <laughs> and now we're like really great friends. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but those are the small steps that you see with those mustard seeds. Like yeah. going to cultivate was like, <laughs> nah, brah. <Yeah. laughs> no, we're not going. Yeah. And had we continued to, to run like we typically do, we would have missed out on everything we've been able to experience. Yeah. Uh, which is, the words can't put it into perspective. But that, telling our story with that, at that small group, it was hard to get through. Yes, it because, was. Yes, living your life on purpose. And telling your story, it matters that you tell your story because there's, there's somebody that can relate. So this was 2020 mm -hmm. when we did that. That was the second yeah, small group. It was, it was. the fall of 2020. And... I was, that was the first time I've really ever been anxious. Yeah, you were, you were very I wanted anxious. to throw up. Mm -hmm. I did not want people to know all the details. And it just kept coming back up. People need to know. People need to know. And it got yeah. worse for the moment that when it came time to, you know, okay, small group starting. We ran out of room at our house because there were so many people here. Yes. Well, and it's one of the reasons why we don't do the small group anymore because, when you get that many people, it's not productive. It is not. And people can't get anything out of it. Mm -hmm. I hate it that we we did really grow out of our house. Like we oh, went yeah. and got all the extra chairs from church yeah. before we had our new location. Yeah. And we were using all of those extra chairs yeah. to place people because, holy cow. Oh, man, we're, <laughs> we're running out of room. Yeah. What the heck is happening? And who knew that would lead into something to, to the podcast? Yeah. Who, who would have ever thought? It's like, what? But if we would have not used that mustard seed of faith to get here today, this wouldn't be happening. The podcast definitely wouldn't be happening. Our child staring at us over here like, are y'all done yet? Well, would not no. be happening. That would not be happening <laughs> either. And it, it just all comes from just slowly. And I hate to say slowly, 
but to just take take every single moment and don't take it for granted just looking towards the next moment i know especially when like your kids you're like oh i can't wait for christmas i can't wait to go to high school i can't wait to graduate i can't wait to get out of college i can't and you can't wait to do this and we're missing so much that, stuff yes along the way like our kids are hardcore right now into i want a cell phone how old do i have to be to be a cell phone i wish i was this age can i get him a cell phone well Thank you all the parents out there that give your five-year-old cell phones. Yeah. You really ticked me off. Because <laughs> now our kids want I'm cell not phones. playing about that when I say that because this is the part of you're just giving in to them because that's what they want. It makes your life simple. Get off your phone. And how about you play something for your kid to stay a kid? Yes. Let your kid be, be a, a kid. kid. Instead of cruising on TikTok at, at five oh, years old or whatever. Because there's so, so much junk out there and if you're letting them get this phone and you're not monitoring it you don't know what they're into anyways we have gone off on a tangent yes Ooh. horribly off on a tangent but it's so very true so what whenever we are taking the time to actually walk it out and not constantly run and not constantly trying to achieve the next thing because what i've learned that is we can achieve it on our own, but it's not necessarily sustainable. Like we can get there. We can run to it. We can grab it and we can have it for a little while, but we're going to be so worn out. It is not sustainable to constantly have that. That's why we're continuing to run to the next thing. Exactly. Cause it's not going to fulfill anything. No, no, it, it, it definitely isn't because what I've learned really through this process is that everything you try to achieve and if you are constantly pursuing without God and without the, without that direction, you're going to have to try and sustain that without God and it's without that direction. Not possible. And it's just not possible. And you'll be able to do it for a little while, but you won't be able to do it to the potential one that God has given you to be able to do that. And you take this and you're achieving it and you are trying your best to sustain it. And meanwhile, while you're doing that, you're so worn out, you're missing out on all the other stuff that God's saying, Hey, if you would have just, if you would have just waited, <laughs> if you would have just taken your time, man, you're missing out on what I have for you over here. It's so much more than this, you know, shiny new little toy over here. I've got the whole dadgum toys RS warehouse over here for you. If you would just right? slow down and be patient and just trust me with this. You sustain it because it only looks good on the outside. Yeah, it does. Like that skin deep situation. That's exactly what it is because why would you want to go any deeper on that when if it's just that toy, you know, you want that. But what God has is the whole daggum Toys R Us over here. Yes. And the joy that could come from that from a kid, you know, exactly. always having everything exactly. that they need. Because that one toy is going to break, wear out. Someone's going to need, somebody might want to play with it. And you're like, yeah, sure. Well, little Susie broke it. Now it's not. Oh, but if you'd have done what Jesus would have told you to do in the first place, it wouldn't have mattered because you have the whole warehouse of toys over here. Yeah. And, and what's happening is as adults, we are doing this and it is rubbing off on our children. I've mm -hmm. said it many times before. The greatest gift that any parent can give their children is a loving, healthy marriage and what we're doing is we are running we are raising a bunch of little track stars 
<laughs> we're raising. We, we are. We're raising it's a bunch funny of runners. Our daughter, who is still standing staring at us, she is really fast, so she's completely confused oh, right she is. now. She is. She is very fast. She's a fast, <laughs> fast like sprinter and runner. But what what, I, what but, I'm getting at is we are raising a bunch of runners. So when we have our child who is three years old and all they're trying to do is figure out how to eat their own food and not pee all over themselves. <laughs> We're saying, Hey there, little Johnny, hurry up, pee in the toilet. Listen here, Johnny. Um, you're going to go play baseball and football and basketball, and you're going to run track and you're going to play golf and tennis and gymnastics. And you're going to do all of these things. And we're going to train every single day. When one sport ends, the next sport's going to begin because you have to make it because in my poor life, <laughs> I didn't get to make it. So now I've got to make sure that you make it. And we are setting our children up for failure. 100%. And by the time poor little Johnny, who was just trying not to pee in his pants anymore, turns 12 years old, he hates sports Yes, and he don't want to have anything to do with sports. And I love sports and sports are a great thing. And it's mm -hmm. a great place for people to come together and they can cheer and, and have one common goal despite their background or their beliefs or their politics or their religion or the color of their skin. They can do that. But by the time they're 12, they hate sports. They don't want to have anything to do with it anymore. And you're, you're thinking, well, they've ruined their chance. I'm going to tell all the parents here, your child's not going pro. <laughs> Newsflash, breaking news. Where's the beep, 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 beep? It's just the likelihood of them happen. going pro. Is it 1%? Is not going to happen. The, the, the stats are less than 1%. Less of all, than 1%. Less than 1% of all high school athletes will go pro in whatever sport that may be. Hmm. But if we stop raising runners and we will raise walkers to walk this thing out, there is a 100% chance that they will be able to walk out their purpose that God mm. has for their life. Come on, pastor. And, <laughs> and I mean, it was eye opening when all this came up. It's like, crap. What have we been doing? What have we been doing? We are, we are modeling We have this terrible model for our children and they're going to grow up to be just like us. That, that's constantly running towards stuff. And then by the time they get to high school, they're asked, well, what college are you going to go to? What are you going to major in? What are you going to do? Are you going to get a master's? Are you going to get a doctorate? Because if you don't have one of those, you're not going to be able to do anything. And then by the time they get to college, it's like, well, where's the girlfriend? When are you getting married? Mm -hmm. Are you going to, you know, when am I going to get grandbabies? When are y'all going to have kids? How many ever. kids are you going to have? Where are you going to live? What's the house going to look like? And then before you know it, Johnny is 80 years old and he's nearly dead and he's missed everything. And who ever told us to run? Nobody. And so why culture, are we doing it? Culture's told us to run. Exactly. Jesus did not tell us to run, but culture has told us that we need to be running. So we need to stop running. We have to stop running. So when we stop running and we are fully walking by faith and not by sight, but when we do that, you know, it opens our eyes. Yeah. When we do that, it will lead us to our second point, which is, our purpose. Our purpose. And boy, oh boy, has life on purpose completely changed our thought process, the way we operate, the way we handle our lives, our children, our marriage. Yeah. Everything is done with purpose now. And what we've learned is, man, if uh, if you don't have purpose, you don't have anything. Yeah. We didn't really know what that meant until like 2015-ish. Yeah. We started doing a small group. The moment we saw that there was a co-ed softball yep. team. I was like, oh, it's our shot. 
we've got this because now we when we lived in Tampa we were on a very competitive uh co-ed softball team mega competitive oh my gosh we were, we, we went to state I mean what the heck yeah I didn't even know that was a thing I was like you have to try out to be on the team that sounds inconvenient I mean aren't you just have to have fun no we are not having fun baseball or softball is fun but we're here to win I'm like I already like this team. Yes. <laughs> we, are, we are here to win. All they had to do was see us throw. Yes. And they're like, oh, they're on the team. You're in. I didn't, well, I mean, that was our tryout. They just needed to watch us throw. <laughs> I was like, okay, you guys can play. Sold. You're good to go. And we hadn't played softball in years. Yeah. And we both kids, we already have both kids. They're still very new. Our kids are 23 months apart. Yep. So they, um, they, were, they were two and one and a half. Maybe three. So that that was, was about the that, time. that was the turning point because like we were Wait like a let's second. do this. So we these we, people are normal, and then that's well, when we let's really tell them how we know that they're normal. Well, how, you you uh, I screamed out a very loud you, curse you word. screamed out a curse word. <laughs> our pastor just said ha! and just laughed. And well, I missed the ball. I lost it in the sun. I was playing outfield, and I cover up my head and I scream out, "Oh, beep!" You were playing third base, and it was. You Funny. and the ball drops right in front of me. I get the ball and I throw it into you because I'm in right. I'm in. Uh, I'm in left field. Yeah. And I throw it into you and all you. You get the ball and you just said, "Church league, baby." Yep. And our the pastor is Brendan Dawes is on the mound. He was pitching, right? Or was he? In left no, he field? was in left. He, he was in left center. Left field. center. Yeah. Beside me, and you just said, "Church league, baby," and I went oh, and said another cuss word, not out loud, and I said. Sorry, working on it. And I look over and Brandon Doss has got his hands on his knees, bent over, laughing hysterically. Yeah. And that's like, when we were wow. like, I we, just did not get criticized for saying. Well, and what we beep. learned is this idea of life on purpose is just a group of people who are doing the very best they can mm-hmm. to live perfect. a life on purpose. So that's the point where we started serving. We didn't know what serving looked like. The first time I served, I served in kids' church. Mm-hmm. I went after doing our roots. Um, Sheila is over our, um, she's our children's pastor. And I was like, okay, I'm here. I brought a drink and a snack because I thought serving was, and this is when we were only two experiences right. in the alabaster. And I said, okay, I'm here. And she goes, oh, you got a lot of stuff. I said, yeah, I didn't expect to get to leave. I thought I was supposed to be there. Like the whole day. Both times. And she goes, well, I love that, but. <laughs> but no. You only have to do one and then you get to church. I was like, what? I thought church would just be on back here and that's how we went to church. Yeah. Like it would be on a screen or coming through the speakers and that's how you served. And that was magical. Yeah. And it was. It's From just this idea on, of, okay, like, we're just. We serve. We're, we, we're we're doing this with other people, and we're doing the very best we can. We have and that com- real. We have that community of people who falls down and gets it wrong sometimes, and you know what? That's okay. They don't judge this, us. <laughs> this was a place we where we learned what, that yeah. um, we're a bunch of imperfect people doing our very best to serve a perfect God, who we fall short of every single day. I don't care who you are, but we're still doing yeah. the best that we can. And when we when we start walking, we can actually experience that because. Mm-hmm. For ourselves, we have the the mentality of rise and grind and hustle and work eighty hours a week and gonna get this and gonna get that and gonna get this. But what are you really and what, doing? All what that we for? do is we have what we have our own personal purpose. 
Like, oh, I'm going to get this and I'm supposed to get this mm-hmm. and I'm supposed to do this instead. And it's just, and it it's, didn't, I, I didn't look, I didn't realize that I was working for things that I wanted mm-hmm. until I was in the wreck back in February, 2021. Yeah. Once I could actually think and know what was happening, I was pissed off because I couldn't do anything. Couldn't drive. My, my car was fixed, but I couldn't drive because I wasn't fixed. Yeah. A year later, why was I in such a hurry to get everything done? Because we're, we're, we're running. And it, it, it was what I and it wanted, ma- it, and not it makes what you, God had planned. It for makes me. you think, you know, when you look at Romans 8.28, which is a very famous scripture that everyone loves, says we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. And then we want to stop there. <laughs> so like, oh well everything works out for good and when we go through those moments yes. when we're, we're we're hustling and we're trying to you know get this and get that and get the job and do all the things we're thinking man yeah right works out for good man i'm struggling i'm stressed i'm depressed i'm going through this work out for good but we don't finish it where it says <laughs> for those who are calling according to his purpose not our purpose not your purpose not not you know the dad who you couldn't not your mama's to, purpose not their purpose <laughs> none of those purpose and i think it's god really trying to show up and saying i'm here to interrupt your plans because they're not nearly yeah. as good as mine and i have been in a front row seat of that yeah and he's saying it's just been a year and just, a half just stop look you were going down the wrong path just he's just trying to say stop. But it took something to literally put me down to yeah. be able to see. Well, I mean, when you look when you look at, at at Psalm twenty three, it says, "I will make you <laughs> make lie down. I will make you lie down in green pastures because we're too dumb to do it on our own. Yep. Because we don't think we we've lived by the mentality, and we've done that where I'll I'll sleep when I'm dead. That's my that was my motto. That was the motto. Like I'll <laughs> sleep when I'm dead. I'm not worried about resting, and that it it will absolutely kill you. And every single time, I ended up in the hospital. Yeah, you ended up like drained to where you couldn't function. You get I had so to have sick. Fluids and all kinds of medicine. It was not none of it was worth it. But none none of this stupid stuff I did was worth any of it either. No. But no. So when we when we slow down we'll actually be able to live out our purpose. And I can promise you it is so much better what God has planned for us than what we want to do on our own. And, you know, I hear a lot, how do you know what God's purpose is for you? How do you know? Because I have no idea. I I still say, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. Right. I'll be 40 next year. (laughs) I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. And why do I have to grow up? How do you know what your purpose is? I bet you haven't prayed about it because... I know, I feel like I have one big purpose. I'm, I'm a giver. Mm-hmm. I like to give, 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 give. But <laughs> what I wanted was, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to be the big Christian in the dark movie world industry. Right. To bring that light because it's going to shine bright, especially in that dark world. Well, uh, well, yeah, I'm not there anymore. No. And what I feel like one of the big purposes for me is nothing that I wanted. Yeah. Well, and she like with women, I'm like, no, no, no. And she is fantastic. I love she. She she is this women's (laughs) ministry from, from our church. That is, it is just unbelievable what is going on with that. Yeah. And, and, we have our next she event. I'm on the creative team. Yeah, for your, this. your one year birthday. Our one year 
birthday is this month and our next big event is on my birthday. I mean, how jacked up am I? I mean, huge birthday, back to back birthday Two birthdays. Parties. But, but when, you, when you talk about how do you know what your purpose is yeah. when, and you talk about, well, praying about it or you know, what, reading the Bible or worship or any of that stuff, that's how you find out. And we know people personally who, and it's not a punishment to say, but who are walking close with God, who were praying, who were attending church regularly, serving other people, giving, and doing all the things that God has called them to do, and their lives were flourishing. And when you remove yourself from that, you want to do it your own way because you're constantly running. We've seen people where their lives have just deteriorated, mm -hmm. and you know that we've seen divorces, and we've seen businesses fail, and we've seen depression, and we've seen addiction come of people who suicide. are so on fire suicide mm -hmm. who are who are constantly praying constantly reading them constantly doing the things and again it's not that it's a punishment but it's a man you're just you're just separating further yeah and that's not living life on purpose no it's not living life on purpose being at all. with your people having those accountability friends and having family. that person who can punch you in the face and say Suck hey it up. you're horrible right now i don't want to hear you you're say mean and you're yeah. selfish and you're you angry to. at everything you suck and if you're offended by that you needed to hear it yeah <laughs> exactly those people are the people you need in your life yeah you have to they have those people you, in your life they snatch you back into where you needed to be yeah and if if you're if you're blowing past everyone because you're striving for the next thing instead of just walking it out you're not going to have those people in your life to be able to do that mm -mm. and having sight and purpose will lead you to our next point which is it freedom it gives you true freedom and you're like freedom and honestly when all i think is as william wallace sorry <laughs> <laughs> Where my brain goes they'll never take our freedom and then the crowd goes well yes but <laughs> yes of course you want to think william wallace but when I think freedom, I'm thinking, oh, well, our soldiers are fighting for our freedom right. kind of thing. And I feel like that might be where a lot of people's mind could go as well. But um, what is it? Psalm? My Psalm 119. Notes, my notes cut off. Psalm 119. I mean, the Bible talks about freedom. And I, I'll, I'll go through these really quickly. But Psalm 119 says, I will walk, not run. <laughs> I will walk in freedom for I've devoted myself to your commandments. And then we see Jesus say in John 8, so if the sun sets you free, you are truly free. More about freedom. Jesus goes on to say, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Walking this out with Jesus does allow you to have true freedom. Yes. Because we are held captive by so much stuff like the media right now they're pushing us i mean it's constantly fear we are we are but we are so scared to death completely thinking that you don't do anything else that you are consumed with all of the things you're going to be absolutely terrified that by the end of the fourth quarter of 2022 we are going to be in full-blown recession yeah i i i've read the same thing yeah and, and you know what but, there, there may be reality to it but and it goes back to the old saying Control what you can control. Yeah. You know what? You can't control the recession. No. You can't control gas prices. Nope. You can't control all the politics. No. Nope. Now, you can do your due diligence and, and vote, and, and that's how you do it. But you well, can't control 
all of of the stuff. No, you can't. But you can control how much your mind is consumed with all the negative. Yes. And when you get out of the negative and you get into your uh, Bible and your devotions and um, just turn on some worship music to completely change the atmosphere of the room. I mean, there's a song called, um, I love the song and the kids love it too. It's called King Jesus. Yes. It was, um, I think it's a fairly new song. It's in... Um, 2020 but my god the lyrics are phenomenal mm-hmm. i mean and Kids i know love it's pretty song. love it's pretty new because it's seriously if you think the vaccine is the mark of the beast you better get back turn off your screens and get back to your reading yeah and that means open the bible people yeah. turn off the news because if you seriously think the vaccine is the mark of the beast i don't think anybody's gonna know the mark of the beast not in, probably not until it happens, and you know? then you're gonna have it and go, crap. What yeah, well, I then we're just we're, <laughs> we're we're so consumed and worried about the stuff that we can't control. No, Trump is not our president. I don't care what all these other people are saying. No, and it, Biden is still our president. Yes, and and I Whatever I world these to to get quickly political, I will always. Hope that whatever president we have, whoever takes office, is the greatest one that we have ever experienced. Because no if that what happens, party you're part of. Exactly. If that happens, that means things are going pretty good. I mean, which ultimately, I, I, I would, I would, my, my wish and hope would be that every president would spend two terms because they are doing such an amazing job. No one wants them to ever leave, and that would be good for everybody that, in that kind of world. That would be good. For everyone. Everyone. But we just don't see it that way because we are consumed and we are not free. I mean, we are bound by the junk and the those stuff mm-hmm. and the constant barrage of negativity and hatred that we constantly see. We're not free. No. Remember that um I think it was news that when we lived in Tampa, they only reported good news. Well, yes. I forget who it was, but yeah. yeah. It was only really like Stuff you actually want to hear about. Like the panda at the zoo had a new baby. (laughs) Okay, Ron Burgundy. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm talking about, though. But if you're consuming yourself over here with this, all this political crap, when you go talk to somebody, that's all you're going to know. That's all you're going to think about. That's all you're going to talk about. And when nobody else is consuming their lives with that, that is going to separate you. Yes. From those people. And when separation happens, you're not going to be able to live your life on purpose. No, no, you're not. And which means you're not not going to be able to, you're not going to have freedom, like true freedom. And just knowing Mm -hmm. that, Hey, someone's already fought all these battles for you. I don't have to worry about that anymore. And that's the freedom I think about. I try really hard. I am the impatient person in this house. Yes, you are. But I know that I am raising children that I want to be patient. Mm-hmm. They need to wait. And I told you this story the other day because I was very proud of myself, honestly. We were going somewhere before we were leaving for vacation and we needed something. And I never take this one certain way because sometimes during the day there's trains that stop and you can, you'll sit there for a few minutes. Instead, I typically go to the interstate. Well, I didn't go to the interstate that day. And guess what happened? 
Got stopped by the train. Of course. Well, this time, arms of the railroad thing were down. Lights were flashing. Ding, ding, ding. There was no train. We were the third car in line. It was an 18-wheeler, a four-door car in front of us, and then us. All of a sudden, the 18-wheeler on our side makes a turn and then goes through a parking lot to get through the railings. And then there's another car in front of us that does the same thing. So we're at the very front. Well, I now can see to the left of us that there's a train that's far off. Train did not seem to be moving. So what happens? Other people are are also getting impatient and are starting to go through across, you know, zigzagging through the railing. All I could think about was the statistics that you had read the Sunday before. Impatience. Rushing. I started thinking, how long have they waited? Because I wasn't there long till I got to the front. Yeah. The kids are in the car with me. And they're like, just do that. There's no train coming. Well, the train started moving. I'm like, okay, here we go. Well, it'll it'll be fine. Well, the train stops. And then the train backs up. And as soon as the train clears the um, where we are, what happens? Cars instantly start flying by us and cross over. Well, I had to explain to the children, one, that it's illegal. Right. And two, how dangerous it is. And they wanted to know why it was dangerous. Well, if the people on our side start crossing and the people on the other side start crossing, once they cross over, they're going to have a head-on collision. That's right. Because they're on the wrong side of the road. Guess what happened? They got to witness it. They did not have a head-on collision because one of the cars drove off into the grass. But it was a near head-on collision. And And they got to see it. And we maybe waited a total the whole time there maybe 15 minutes at the end of the day what's 15 minutes what is 15 minutes you know i was not necessarily in a hurry you know ultimately that just needed to get some that 15 minutes was ultimately an extra 15 minutes you got to spend in the car with your children instead of you know coming home and scrolling social media and letting the kids go do their own thing. Well, I don't scroll social media. I know, but, but that's just, that's what that's, most people. That's what most people do. Go towards. I mean, we got, to, the train, of course, went by again. We got to do what I did as a kid. I, I said every time if I were on the school bus and a train went by or if we got stopped when I was a kid, I would always count how many carts are on the train. Count the cars. Why not? And it just, it just. And it was fun. It's what happens when you just. I got that slow down with the kids. Not only did they see their mom do the right thing, being a good leader. Mm-hmm. They got to see what happens when you don't follow the rules. And when you don't, they got to also see what happens, you know, when, when you follow culture and everyone else, what they're doing. Yeah. Just go with everybody else. They yeah. Well, everyone see. else is doing it. So I might as well do it too. So I was very, very proud of myself that day. For That is not waiting. easy. That is not me at all. Not now, easy the kids for you were not to with do. Me, I would have been like, zoom, zoom. I got things to do. <laughs> and, and really since all this has come up, um, after we were running for for months, it's been an adjustment for the last few weeks. But man, it's really put things into perspective of how just how much I, I feel much more at ease. I feel a little relieved. You're not breathing heavy. I'm not breathing not that heavily. You breathe heavy. Jeez, <laughs> Louise. Shut but up. No, Howard. I'm not. You're not as in you're because you can't sustain when you run. No. You're not constantly trying to catch your breath. No, exactly. So and that's what I'm talking about when I say heavy. I know, I know what you you're talking fat, about. Walking to the bathroom and getting out of breath. So what? <laughs> you know what? I really want people to to take away. You know, from this is that man running constantly after the next best thing is just not worth it. I like this this 
This is one of your sticky notes that you're, I wrote you're, down from you're, your you're, message. You're missing out on everything that that is right there, and that's that's what we've been taught. That's what we've been been told we have to do. That's is why that, everyone leaves their other countries and comes here because it's, that's the American. It's the dream. idea of the American dream, and what I have really realized over the last few weeks is because I didn't want to hear it. Like when we were told the news, the hey, this is not going to happen. And the reason why is because, and this is the funny part, Yeah, this is, is because <laughs> although the plan was the best, the presentation was the best, You're the everything best was about the, the best company for this job, I was told the reason we couldn't do it is because we couldn't get there as fast as the other guy. The other guy was running Boy, to it. Boy, it was a slap in the face. Yeah, it, it was. But, you know, after we got the news Monday, you know, we were at church for the next three nights for our kids, kids fest with, you know, all sorts of stuff going on. Mad at um, the world. And I was, you know, I was the MC for it all. And, you know, I'm trying to get on the platform and bring kids up and, and wa- go through this thing. Um, nice. It was not easy to do. And, yeah. you know, when, when I told people that who knew about this and there weren't many, you know, honestly, if I heard one more time in those that time frame, well, God's got this under control. I just I wanted to punch you in the face. Yeah. I was like, well, you're going to need God to fix that broken nose. I'm <laughs> Furious, <laughs> but Perf- now are perfect. <laughs> but but now, no, I understand. No, there there was a different plan for this, mm-hmm. and I I we have still to, don't know what that is. I don't know what that is, but I but I have I have peace in knowing what it is, and so this was just one of those opportunities where I'm not constantly chasing after that American dream. And what I implore people to do is stop chasing and believing in the American dream and instead believe in the promises of God. Yes. It's going to go so much further. You're going to accomplish more. You're going to do more. You're going to experience more. You're going to be more fulfilled. Your marriage is going to be better. Your friendships will be better. Your health will be better. Your, your family, will be your kids, all of it will be better if you'll just slow down. So just, you know, to encourage anyone and everyone just reevaluate every little spot of your life, every aspect of your life. And wherever you're running, just please try and stop. Walking with Jesus will keep us from gaining the world and losing our soul. Did I read that right? Yes, you did. Walking with Jesus will keep us from gaining the world and losing our soul. I don't want the world. No. And I know the, when I die, I want to be in the presence of God. The, the world... Not. Is a is a speck, and it's here today. It's gone tomorrow because there's something bigger on the line than what we have here and now. And that's just I want everyone to kind of be able to experience what we've been able to experience. You know, not just for the last you know however many years, but really the last few weeks, and realizing that man, this this dream of what we thought was ours, what we thought was supposed to be us, not happening how that has really, really turned into a blessing in disguise that we never would have expected in the immediate. I wish I had that one to write down. Because there's something, there, there's something bigger on the line. Um, we got to get out of here. Yeah, we literally... We've gone go. way longer than I wanted to because I'm trying to maybe you know cut, cut back time on episodes. So maybe, just maybe, we can get into a regularly scheduled program because now we are walking instead of running. <laughs> Everywhere <laughs> we go, but lo- no, like, like we really have to run right now because we have 
We're planning a birthday party. Got a birthday party. Surprise birthday party. Jeremy Kelly. Whoop, whoop. Because that will have already happened before this airs on yep, Monday. His birthday only, is Tuesday. Only reason when we're saying this out loud. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, it was nice to finally be back and do another episode. Episode 17. He just said it. He could not resist. I couldn't resist. I had back. to do it. Had to be back. Glad to be back. Um. So can I get a commitment from you that there'll be another one coming soon? You just put it out there putting it on the spot and uh, we just have to get it on the calendar i'm gonna write it down on the calendar <laughs> so we can make sure it happens because i i believe that <laughs> you know maybe maybe this is a direction that we're being taken that this we really is one of our purposes I, I feel like it is because we have experienced so much that we can relate to almost anyone in the the stuff that they deal with in their relationship and their marriage i, I agree good press out i will god we love you <laughs> Man, what a what an opportunity. We're just thankful for what you do, what you give us, uh, what you provided for us, and just want to pray over everyone who's listening, uh, their lives, their relationships, their health, their careers. God, just pray that you will show us the light and allow us to slow down and just walk with you and stop running with everyone else. Man, we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Play ball.